Hi, this is Sam Chan, and welcome to the Sam Chan Leadership Podcast. It is my honor to serve you, help you achieve your dreams. Let's do this together. We're continuing on now with an amazing opportunity to connect with our very own senior lead coach of DRC, Coach Robin. And we're going to talk about life experience coaching, why credentials matter. And before, let me just say a few things about Coach Robin. Her purpose in life is empowering people to become unstuck, to move into their desired destinies. She received her coaching certification in 2010 through Dream Releaser Coaching and serves as our lead, uh, our lead, senior lead coach here at DRC. Uh, she's our master trainer here at DRC. Uh, she's the owner of Step Forward Coaching, where she impacts people with her catchphrase, Step Forward a new path awaits you. She also holds credentialed position as a professional certified coach through the ICF, International Coach Federation. Uh, this allows her the opportunity uh, to provide uh, the required mentoring for those who want to be credentialed through ICF. That's very important. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Robin gains, gains her greatest fulfillment from doing everything we do here at DRC, encouraging, helping, coaching. And so we're going to talk here about life experience coaching, why credentials matter. Hey, Coach Robin, we're ready for you. I, I hope that you can lift your left hand. I know that you got something heavy on there for this next week. We're excited to hear from you. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Um, everybody asks me, how in the world do you do this when your wedding is in just a few days? And I say, how in the world would I not be able to do this? Don't roll your eyes. I know it sounds crazy, but honestly, coaching truly is my passion. Um, just years at working for Coca-Cola and different things. And then just God led me me right into the situation through Sam and Brenda Chan, which I'm so grateful for. I could go on for days about that. And they've heard it so many times. They're like, yes, Robin, we know. You appreciate us. We know. <laughs> you thank us. We know. So let's get into it. We don't have much time and I'm going to give you a lot of information. So we know that around every corner now, a live coach is popping up. I mean, it seems like every time you scroll through Facebook, a friend that you didn't even know knew anything about coaching is all of a sudden a life coach. They're a health coach. They're a financial coach. They're some sort of certified coach. Um, people are hearing more about coaching and they're embracing the results of asking powerful questions opposed to giving out advice. I think that's one of the things that attracted me the most to coaching too, um, is recognizing, as I say a lot, I don't have to have everybody's answer. I just have to have the right question that will bring about that answer. Um, sometimes with my clients, when I'm sitting there, I've been coaching now for 10 years. Um, and sometimes when I'm coaching them, I'm listening, as Dr. Bowen taught us earlier, just sitting there listening, just listening, not saying a word. And they start with their problem. And by the time they talk about it <laughs> and they reason things out and they hear themselves say things. And so then that comes into something. They've worked their whole situation out. I have barely said a word. So it's so powerful. So much about coaching is becoming a normal form of communication now. So those who are certified or credentialed, I'm going to be honest with you, you need to be really good at what you do. You do. If we're going to be set apart and called on as coaches when there's so many people that they could call on, we have to have the concrete traits and the truths to really back up what our marketing is saying. Um, so one of the most substantial necessities to really evolve into what I call a master coach is to make sure that you're educated as to what coaching isn't. 
I know you've heard about this some, but I want to touch on that again briefly. It's not so much that you know what coaching is that helps you stay in your lane as much as knowing what it isn't. So when conversations with your clients stay on the correct path and you don't wander off into counseling, into mentoring even, or therapy, the obvious aspects of coaching are allowed to really ring out, okay? So as your focus is on your client experiencing what? (laughs) Self-discovery. You're going to experience some of your own. Um, That's one of the main things that I've discovered in all the years of my coaching is how much I've grown within myself as I've coached other people. So even without intention, you just learn. So having become certified as a life coach through Dream Releaser Coaching, I started in 2010 and ended with my my finished certificate in July of 2011. And then later I became credentialed through the International Coach Federation I stepped into my coaching business with the idea that I was going to offer the C, um, support, encouragement, and accountability that my clients needed in order to change their own world, right? I was determined, and I was not just determined, I was passionate to like walk with them along their journey. I didn't want to just tell them something and have them walk out of my office um, with the big possibility that they were never going to apply what I said. Um, I always felt like these people must think I'm so smart. (laughs) because they're asking me for so much advice. And I don't know. (laughs) Um, But anyway, um, I wanted them to know that they could change their world. I wanted to assist them as they develop new ways of approaching their stumbling blocks and being able to turn them into stepping stones. Um, And there are are purposeful reminders along that path of coaching, training, of recognizing that the agenda isn't your own. As a coach, sometimes it's hard to give up that control, but once you find out the beauty of being able to allow that client to set their own agenda, it changes everything and it gives you so much renewed purpose in coaching. Um, So there's a fulfilling outcome that follows asking powerful questions. Dr. Bowen touched on the PLANS acronym so well, so I won't go there, but it, it Asking powerful questions, listening intently, um, considering your client's reaction, all of those, as you do that, you discover that you have the ability to create an atmosphere and an environment that allows your client to seek inwardly um, for answers that they have never considered, that have never been uncovered. Maybe everybody that they've talked to up until the time that they've talked to you has just waited on them to finish so they could tell them what to do. But as you, as the coach, are giving them that opportunity to listen to themselves, it is beautiful. Um, I've been the type of leader who may be continually offered instruction and direction, thinking that it was required. There was a necessary learning curve for me, and there will be for you too, most likely, um, to discover new ways to be just, I guess, to be just as effective without setting that person's rules. So as the questions are being asked and the clients are then answering them, there's a discovery within yourself that there is a different way to approach goals that will result in a a wiser way to achieve them. So it's just, it's amazing. I could go on for days. Coaching is a journey of self-discovery, which allows you to experiment and see with new eyes the empowerment that comes from, again, simply asking questions. And as you continue to add clients to your business, it's going to become more and more obvious what style of coaching you're most successful as, um, as well as the type of clients with which you relate the most. 
Um, I know it's when I, I train, I train on track four as well. And that's the one that we do coach, you know, building your coaching business. And in the first lesson in track four, uh, our, our students are asked to choose their niche, niche, however you want to say, I'm going to say niche. They're asked to choose their niche. And there's always a little bit of setback in that moment, um, even though it's the first part of the semester, um, because people aren't really exactly sure yet sometimes who they're, who it is they're going to want to coach because they need that time to kind of experience where they want to see this happen. But the beautiful thing is once you've done coaching enough um, and once you've considered it enough, when you ask yourself questions like, kind of getting off my notes here, but it's okay. When you ask yourself questions like, who do I want to see be successful the most? What type of person coming from what type of experience in their life do I want to see them step forward from their past and to stop allowing that past to dictate their future? What is it? Who is it that I want to see successful? And honestly, just answering those questions from your heart, really stopping and asking yourself, who matters more to you the most? That is going to be so substantial in choosing your niche. Um, for me, it's relationship. I didn't want to call it relationship coaching because that kind of, you know, sets me into where people think it's marriage, you know, or just that type of a relationship. Whereas what my heart is, is that people will recognize the difference in personality types and stop expecting something from someone's personality that does not have the ability to do that you will honestly stop dismissing so many people from your life when you recognize how they can offer something to you and you can offer something to them simply by respecting each other's personality types. So anyway, let me get back to what I'm doing here. Um, um, so there is much suggestion through coach training to discover that niche and that does aid with your marketing. It improves your skills and specific areas of coaching because as you coach, you personally uncover a renewed self-awareness, right? So developing yourself as a master coach, you're going to establish clear direction, which encourages you to design inspired goals and actions for yourself. So I want to talk to you now about the actual steps. There's just three that I'm going to mention today. There's plenty more, but I think these are the three most important ones in developing yourself as a master coach. And the first one would be simply consistently practice coaching. And, and as crazy as that might sound like, oh, really? But I would, I would love to ask the, those of you that have been through the program, how much are you actually coaching and consistently doing this and practicing coaching? If you're attempting to become a coach, a master coach in any area, you need to be deliberate in consistently practicing because preparation is included in practicing and that's going to result in you becoming more structured as a coach. Coaching activity aimed at improving yourself will remove any deficiencies that you've had and they're going to, it's going to bring you to a more comfortable level of confidence. And you know when you're confident in an area, you can do a lot more than you can when you're second guessing yourself. So focusing on practicing your skills will spring you forward with more growth opportunities. So keep stepping forward by submitting to your need for consistent practice. Number two is stay aware of coaching specifics. Stay aware of coaching specifics. As the career continues to increase, there's going to be adjustments made within the nuts and bolts of coaching itself. You're going to find your lane, find your style, 
more differentiation will be identified, which separates it from consulting, from counseling, from mentoring and therapy. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to the suggestions of how to really identify yourself in the role of life coach. Be purposeful. I can't use that word enough. Be purposeful in setting yourself apart by knowing what you do and do not provide as a master coach. And don't be hesitant to pull back when you're asked to provide or present something that doesn't come in with that lane. And then number three is invest in your steady development. I can't say that enough either. Um, Keep growing, keep moving, keep learning, investing in your development. That's going to bring about a consistent self-discovery and more self-confidence. And that just helps you improve your ability to be a master coach. So as the path of coaching broadens and the result for coaching increases, know your lane what you bring to the clients by taking the time to truly self-discover and adjust things as you recognize that need. Find the confidence to admit the areas that need to be improved upon. One of the best things you can do about being better is recognize where you need to be better. Don't be afraid to just admit the things that need to be improved and then put in the effort to make it happen develop yourself into the position of master coach as you evolve through every perspective you want to continue to develop and advance. And in just the last few minutes that I have to share uh, before uh, Virgil and I are actually going to talk about in a few minutes about becoming credentialed and why credentialing matters, I want to take these last few minutes to move into that. One of the most common questions that I get asked as I'm training coaches is, do I really need a credential in order to get clients? And so stay with me. (laughs) My honest answer is not necessarily. Okay, go with me here. You can have a full roster of clients without being credentialed. So the answer seems simple, and yet there are some things to consider. Um, I talked about earlier how coaches are popping up everywhere Our skills as coaches, they have a value that extends beyond letters after our names. I get that. I get that the training we've received through Dream Releaser Coaching, the passion that we have, the purpose that we have, it's all substantial. However, we don't have to like it, but we must also consider the broader impact that credentialing provides, not only to the profession, but individually as well. As I said, there are coaches popping up. Um, as this rapidly grows. So in order to support the coaching profession as a whole, we show our commitment through the highest levels of training, right? So obtaining your ICF credential provides you immediate recognition as a coaching professional who not only completed accredited training, which we, you know, DRC provides, but also experienced a large number of paid coaching hours and pass the assessment that allows clients to trust that they are truly working with a qualified coach. It does set you apart. It's not necessary, but it sets you apart. And if you're doing coaching on purpose, and it's a huge part of your career and your income stream, why would we not want to step into as much as we can in self-improvement and coaching? Um, As an ICF credential isn't required to engage clients. But another fact is that organizations, and I've I've experienced this recently myself, 
organizations, whether corporate, government, or nonprofit, they are increasing, increasingly requesting, if not requiring, I'm wondering if the requirement's going to happen eventually, that all coaches they work with hold a credential. I actually had one of my clients tell me recently, um, I mean, one of my coach uh, peers tell me recently that when they were thinking about going with a corporation, they were asked specifically if they held a credential more so than where they even received their training from. It was, do you hold a credential? And they said, they didn't even want to talk to me until they saw where my certification came from. So as this continues to be strongly suggested and required, it is definitely something for you to consider. And so finally, when we think of our own growth as coaches, the ongoing exposure to continuing education, training, and industry developments we gain when we hold an ICF credential, that allows us to continue to develop our coaching skills to serve our clients to the best of our ability. So it's not just about the requirements of a corporation, but it's about what we are offering to our clients, how we're marketing ourselves. Holding an ICF credential does not encompass all that we are as coaches, but it does definitely reflect a tangible level of commitment that we're providing the highest quality of professional care to our clients. If we're going to be set apart, guys, if we're going to be set apart and not just one in a number, a large number of people, we have to have concrete traits to back up our marketing. If we're going to market ourselves as a life coach that can help people move forward from their past, meet goals that have seemed almost, you know, unapproachable to them in their past, we need to have what we have to, to back that up. So complete your training, choose your niche, and as you set action steps evolving into a master coach, consider the benefits of becoming credentialed. And if you ever want to talk about that, I'm your girl. That's it, Virgil. <laughs>